the More Than Punk podcast. I'm Seb Mackay, and this week I'm hanging out with Christomachus from this band right here, Less Than Jake. We're going to be chatting about their brand new record that's coming out very shortly, and also the new track, Anytime, Anywhere, which is playing right now. Under Chris's request, though, we don't spend a whole lot of time on that, and this interview goes off the rails with some awesome stories, finding out whether he likes Eminem's and his tour writer, going through the band's hot sauce collection, the IPA beers they released, and a whole lot more. It's a podcast full of yarns and stories from Less Than Jake's 20-year career. This is my conversation with Chris Demackis from Less Than Jake. Well, aren't you good looking? Oh, thank you, man. I was going to say the same thing to you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I have to jerk off. <laughs> I mean, you're more than welcome. Like, let's do it. I'm fucking up for it. How you doing, man? I'm doing real good. I just had like everything crash and then got it all back up. So I feel like the gods are with me, you know? Well, this is perfect because uh, somehow the Zoom link got buried in an email. I had to call my publicist. And so I was a few minutes late. So this worked out perfect. And I'm a punctual son of a bitch. All right. All right. That's good to know. Yeah, I was um, I was like, OK, I'm five minutes early. I've got time for things to go wrong. And then it just it just went off the fucking rails. That happens, man. Hey, that's a cool hoodie, by the way. They're an excellent band. Yes, they are. I was going to say lag wagon for people that will be getting this on audio and not video for the record. <laughs> there you go. So how have things been, dude? I mean, obviously, you've got all the new stuff coming out. I know it's been a really fucking weird year for everybody. Um, but also, apparently, at least if you're Taylor Swift and stuff, a great time to release music. Like, they've been they've been doing quite well. So what's it been like for you guys? Yeah, kind of, kind of the same. You know, we've just... we've been operating uh exactly how uh we would would as a band uh just not being able to uh to go on the road yeah i mean it's like have you been looking at the whole sort of live stream um concert thing or what's what are your thoughts on that yeah we're uh we're launching our album this friday with a live stream Mm -hmm. so that's uh that's sort of full production style thing right full, full production it's called late night with less than jake you can go to lessonjake.com and find out all about it, get tickets. It's We're doing a late night TV show and we're the featured band. I'm ridiculously excited about this, by the way. Like you guys came up on, and I swear to God, I squealed. I promised myself to be professional, but fuck it. Here we are. Yeah. Um, where, are you, uh, where, where, where are you based at? I'm in Edinburgh. Oh, okay. In good old Scotland. Yeah. In, interesting. You, you you have an interesting accent. I have a New Zealand accent. That's the uh, Okay. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. you sound Kiwi. <laughs> I was like, wait yeah. a second. I was like, for a second, I was like, wait a second. This is a UK publicist that got me this. And I'm like, why am I talking to someone from either Australia or New Zealand? All right. Yeah, that's why. That's the game that I like to play with people. It's like, we're a Scottish podcast, but no one's ever fucking Scottish. Yeah, what's amazing is too is is uh, how good I've gotten with accents. So yeah. I've traveled I've traveled enough over the years where I'm like, this guy's not from England. <laughs> I mean, that was great. Like most people don't guess Kiwi. Like they're sort of like, there's something weird going on, but we're not sure what it is. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, I guess I should talk to you about the new album. Otherwise, this sort of seems a little bit like a trap. Um, but it is, you know, I do enjoy shooting the shit with people as well. But one of the things I'm super curious about the album because you guys have been doing this for a long time right so when you get into the sort of writing space the recording room and stuff do you do you have an album in your back catalog where you look at and you go we've got to top that record or like that's the you know what i mean like is it sort of like a game of one-upmanship no um 
I don't know if, if many bands ever set out to do that. And the ones that do, um, I, I think you're going to set yourself up for failure. Um, you know, it's, I always, I always give the example of it's, it's like uh, someone handing you a paintbrush and a, and a easel and saying, Hey, go over there and recreate that painting you did that your mom has hanging on the refrigerator when you were from when you were five years old. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't go back to that time. It's a snapshot and a, and a, and a, and a, a a moment in time of where you were emotionally, spiritually, uh, mentally, um, you know, so to, to try to, uh, you know, recreate that work or best that work, all you can do is do what you're, where you're at at the given moment and write from the heart and try to make your best, you know, best music. And that's what we've always done, you know, to try to say, you know, hey, we have to go, you know, Hello Rock is a really popular album in England. We have to try to make a better record. It's just, it's not going to it's not going to happen in that regard because you know you can't compete with 25 years of memories mm. you know this new album we have out only has uh, it's not even out yet but when it's out it'll have one day two days three days four days of memories attached to it versus 25 years you can't compete with that kind of legacy that type that you can't compete with time <laughs> yeah do you because obviously you share those in a, in a weird sort of way you share those memories with other people right myself included other less than jake fans and all that kind of thing do you sort of do you ever get used to that you put you obviously pour your hearts and souls into an album you put it out it sort of becomes your listeners right but it's always special to you in a way yeah, you know, I got asked uh, in an interview yesterday or day before, someone had asked me, uh, you know, the, do you go back and listen to your albums? And it's like, well, no, you know, I mean, the only time I ever go back and listen to them is a song or two. I'll have to brush up on it if I'm trying to remember it for a, for a tour that we haven't played in a long time, like a deep, deep album cut or something. But uh, no, you, you, you make the album, you purge it, you get it out. And then it becomes the fans. It becomes yeah. other people's music, you know? So um, I don't really think of it in those contexts of like, you know, I have to, it's weird. It's like, you know, I listen to tons. I mean, how many times have I heard Master of Puppets by Metallica? You know, yeah. but those guys yeah. probably aren't sitting around listening to that record. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> I think it's one of the funny things about being on this side of the music industry is it's like, it is us that sit around, listen to your albums going, Hmm, I wonder if they do this too. You know what I mean? Cause like, obviously you yeah. make it, you go out on tour and we sort of postulate over it and try to turn them into PhDs and all the fucking rest of it. Yeah. You know, it's, you, you just don't, you don't really, really do it. You don't, it's, it's just, uh, you don't sit around and listen. Maybe some people do. I don't know. It would just be weird to me. Like, I don't know. I don't need feel the need to sit and listen. I've, it was inside me and I got it out. I don't need to hear it back this way after yeah. I've already created it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm much the same. I talked to um, Carnifex, man, this was so many years ago. And one of the things that the guy said to me is like, every time he goes on stage, he's like, he has to remind himself, like, don't forget the lyrics, like don't fuck it up. Like when you go, I mean, you guys have been doing this for a long time. Like, do you have those kind of moments before you go on stage or is it just like super smooth? You go in, you just play the show and, and that's your jam now super smooth yeah yeah and i fuck this every night but 99 percent of the audience doesn't know because i fool it and i can fake it really well <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh is it the first verse or second verse roll with it <laughs> you know i mean that part of it and it was a lot less nerve-wracking before everyone had a camera phone and youtube yeah. because when you go see a live show it's in the moment you miss that chord 
you missed this. You, your voice isn't that great that night because you were sick or, you know, you were up too late the night before in Edinburgh getting fucked up, you know. So there's all kinds of factors that go into a live show. And uh, so it's like it's in the moment. And that's what I've always loved about it. And when I get up there, I still am in that mindset, even though I know, hey, this might be on YouTube or whatever. That's not my problem. That's your problem. Mm -hmm. I can only have fun in the moment and do my best as a performer. And there, there's no, no stress anymore because the worst, I've always said to the guys, I said the worst thing that can happen is all of our equipment combusts on fire at one moment on stage. Yeah. It just lights on fire and the stage collapses. It's like, well, that was at least a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you do the Green Day thing, right? Where he just comes out with his acoustic guitar and screams at the top of his lungs for half an hour. I think this show flooded or something when that happened. Yeah, I mean, shit happens, you know, it's, it's the things where uh, you, you, you have control over so much. And I learned that a long time ago. I'm only one fifth of a band and then I'm only one twentieth of a crew. So mm. all my crew guys, all the local crew guys. So that sound guy in the corner, he could, he could mess up the, the stage sound and the, the PA could break or the lights might not look good or the stage might collapse, which has happened. So I only have control over what I do. And if you try to micromanage and you hear horror stories of some of these artists and, you know, big celebrities like, Oh, they demanded this and they demanded that. And like, okay, was the show any better because they demanded Brown M&Ms backstage yeah. or, or whatever their, their, their criteria for having a great show is uh, a lot of it's just a bunch of hogwash and, and bullshit. So is that the hot take for this episode that you're not a Brown M&Ms guy? I don't eat M&Ms, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, fear. Look, I did. I talked to Frank Turner the other day, and the hot take I got from that was that his cat is learning to be an outdoor cat. So you know, we're full of we're full of revelations on the, on this show. There's really? nothing about. Yeah, he just I'm, moved I'm, I'm glad his cat shit isn't outdoor because you know animals shouldn't. Sh I'm the only animal that just shit in my house. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you got pets? This nope. is going off the rails, but I'm just like, I don't know. Oh, no pets, no pets. We yeah. can, yeah, we could talk about whatever. Here's no, like the, the wackier the interview and the less we talk about the band and me is better. Let's talk about pets. I, it's, no, I'm allergic to cats actually. And, That's uh, cats are dicks though. So yeah, my, yeah, they are. Um, cats don't care about anything. They just care about licking their, licking their arse and, uh, and, and eating, you know. Mm. That's, about it. That's a fucking sweet life. <laughs> kind of. You know, maybe you and I should get in the business. We'll make uh, uh, ass-flavored cat food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. I'm up. I mean, let, let's do it. Let's do it. Why not? It'll sell too, right? Like bands are into hot sauce and shit at the moment. I don't know yeah. if you've heard about that. Oh, but, yeah. So, I mean, there we go. What do you mean? I, what, what do you mean if I heard of it? Oh, this is going to be awesome. Which one? Which one would you like? This one, less than Jake hot sauce. Oh, how did I like, not know about these? Like ska, less than Jake hot sauce, which is a mild mango, or would you like punk, which is a really hot sauce? Ooh, I'm totally a mild mango guy. Mild mango. Right. Yeah. There you I, have it. I have no idea how I didn't know that this existed. Well, we put out a lot of stuff, so that's probably probably some of the reason why you didn't know. I'm going to chalk it up to that. We're constantly, I got a whole bunch of less than Jake beer back there too. You probably didn't know about. Oh no, that's dope. I'm into that. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't, so when I was a kid, I did this like pirate radio station and we thought we'd get more listeners if we had chili eating competitions. And so we would quiz each other about bands and then eat chilies every time we got a question wrong. And now I can't go within like three feet of anything spicy. I yeah. lost a lot. It was intense. It was a, that sounds like it was a gassy episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you do it like three times and you're like, you know what? This is, this is a bad idea. Which is your favorite of the hot sauce flavors? I've never had one, to be honest with you. Uh, we just no. sold them. I never even tried my own product, believe it or not. You know what? I take, I take that back. I think we did have one on the tour bus. I think we had one on the tour bus, but I, I don't know. It was a while ago, and it probably was when I was still drinking, and I don't remember, because it was. I put it on pizza at 3 in the morning. Ah, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's how about the beer? Are you are you into the less than Jake beer or this? I mean, I know you're not drinking now, but like I've, pre. I've had it. Pre- yeah, no, no, yeah, I've 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 had the uh, the the beers that we put out. Um, most of them were uh, IPAs, mm-hmm. very hoppy, and I was never really into an IPA guy. Um, I always drank the cheapest beer in the building, and I used to get made fun fun of it. But my response was always, "I don't drink for taste. I drink for effect." Yeah, I feel like that's the approach with most beer, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, oh, this whiskey's terrible. It's like, I don't, I'm not drinking it for taste. If it's that bad, <laughs> I'll plug my nose. I'm drinking it for effect, you know? Yeah, the thing that fucks me up about living here is that the beer is quite often like room temperature. Like, because obviously in the US, like you go to a bar and you get like an ice cold beer and it's the same in New Zealand, right? But here it's like warm lager is totally a thing. And I'm just like, why? It, it's because you're civilized and you like a cold beer. All right. <laughs> okay. It's okay to like cold beer. It's just such I'd a rather, strange I, cultural thing. I don't care if it's, you know, five degrees Celsius. I want a cold beer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my whole thing. Although... Because of the whole COVID thing, we can't like drink in pubs at the moment. So they just pass them out the window. So when you're walking down the street and it's like three degrees, you can mm-hmm. get like a hot toddy or a spice rum just straight out the window. And that's fucking yeah. right. Good. How's that been for you guys? Like, do you, because I know that a lot of bands have written the, the sort of um, lockdown song, you know, like there's that like all coming together or whatever. Do you, do you guys like, we're staring clear of that shit or is there like a hidden song on the album that's... No, no, no. Well, the album was recorded before any of this went on, and no, we're not going to address it. We're not going to talk about it. People have talked about it enough. Yeah, um, I do a po- I do a weekly podcast, and when I get, get my guests on there, the first thing I say to them, I go, "If you have to talk about it, because you, you know, my album was supposed to come out, but COVID ruined it, then if you absolutely have to, but don't talk about it, because my episodes are forever out there. I don't want them in three years to know oh, that's when COVID was gone. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. I'm I'm I am over it. It um. Not, and that's not directed at you right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, just saying, I in, 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 in general, I just, I'm, I'm not blocking it out. I don't want to, it's, it's, it's on social media. It's in everyone's face. It's on the news. It's constant. It's like, yeah, it's obvious it's there, but I'm not going to write about it. And I'm not going to talk about it outside of, you know, it's, it's just too much, man. It's, <laughs> it's like, I, yeah. you know, I, I lock myself in a studio. I try my, the only time I go on social media is, is to, uh, uh, post stuff that I have to for business, uh, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I, I I work all day, and then I I play with my children, and I try to avoid this is at all costs. 
I'm so jealous of that discipline. I just put a, a 15 minute timer on my socials last night because I realized I spend an hour a day just mindlessly scrolling on social media. Yeah, no, I mean, I still, I'm still probably on there at night. Uh, you know, it, I probably have it down to, you know, I don't know, at, at least under an hour. It's not, it's not that much for in a 24 hour period anymore. It used to be a lot more, especially on the road. You know, you'd have mm -hmm. hours to kill before the show. That's what you'd be doing all day. But um, lately I'd probably would have be on there more, you know, the end of the night for me is a, is a big time before I go to bed, I, I'd be, be on social media, but, uh, just everything that's going, going on, just the, the politics of the country right now. And, and, uh, the, the COVID thing, I don't want any part of it. I I'm all about positivity these days. Anything that's negative, it's just, you know, people constantly infighting. It's just, it's exhausting. Yeah. So let's talk about the podcast then. Cause I mean, the podcast is awesome. And I'm curious, like, for me, every time like, I do a podcast and I feel like there's a sense of, um, I want to say finding my stride, you know, like every time you get a conversation, there's sort of like a slightly different vibe. What's been your sort of favorite, favorite parts of the podcast so far? Not this, obviously, this is a fucking train wreck of your podcast. Um, just being able to, every episode, have a guest on that I'm able to tell them something about yeah. their song and sometimes the song is over 20 years old that they're like holy shit they had no idea that about the song they're like really you know because i really dig deep into studying the song not just studying what's on the internet because you could take that with a grain of salt you don't know if that's real you know a lot of times like i read this i'm not sure if it's real or not and sometimes it is sometimes it's not but i'm talking about studying it from through my eyes mm -hmm. of looking and analyzing huh that that pre-chorus there that melody changes on the last line it's not the same as the other pre-chorus i wonder i wonder whose idea that was that's cool and you'll say it to the artist you're like the, the melody changes there i'm like yeah like holy shit they had no idea and you know and other times the other times they'll be like oh yeah the melody changer that was our producer's idea he thought it would be cool to go up on that note to really really launch that second chorus so um it's it's those types of things that's been been really interesting for me do you still freak out when you when you like meet a certain artist and stuff? Do you have that those jitters, or are you just like they're all mates now? Um, you know, it's there. There'll always be that deep appreciation of yeah. people of of your idols. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I've been doing this long enough to where I know that they're just. Uh, they're just there to do their job. They're there to do their interview or their podcast. And I'm there to do my job and to get freaked out. It's kind of like your question about, do I get all jittery and nervous before a show? It's I've, I've been, I've been doing it long enough to where um, I don't say this to be pompous, but you know, I, 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 I know what I'm doing. You know, I've been doing it for, for long enough to where I can, I can get even about it and not be like, Holy crap. You know? And, and, not to say that that might not happen, you know, man, if I, if my show got big enough and I ever had like, you know, James Hetfield from Metallica or Brian May from Queen came on the show, I, I might be shitting bricks a little bit, you know, but at the same time, I'd be way better off than somebody just starting a podcast that was never in the music industry. <laughs> Maybe like, uh, 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 you know, so yeah. I think I... I feel like I still do a little bit, like a little bit of that, um, which is funny because I've been doing this for years, but sometimes like certain things just turn up in your inbox and you're just like, no fucking way. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But it's a, but I guess it's a slightly different, um, different vibe as well. You know? Yeah. You know, you just, uh, all I can do is 
again, kind of like the show is all I can do is be myself mm-hmm. and, and do what I do. Um, Cause I might be talking to the dude from queen and my computer might die or my Wi-Fi signal might go down or my kid might bust my, my son might bust in the room screaming. He wants something and all that's out of my control. I can only do what I can do. That's some serious fucking life advice. That's what we came for. There you go. There you, you go. Can yeah. just, you can just be yourself. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I just think it's a like that sort of whole being genuine thing. And I guess you're used to it. Right. And there's part of what I was thinking about before with the whole going on stage and doing the podcasting that we don't really talk about in music and performing is it is a job right like you in the same way that i guess people like me don't get nervous and jittery before we do our day jobs it's like it is a it is a job to think yeah you know you you have to approach it like that because if you don't then it's just you know you don't you don't you're not grateful for it so none no one in our band and uh back in the day we used to like to throw down and and drink and whatever but like we never let it overtake the show it was Mm -hmm. never like you know, oh man, I went to see those guys last night and they, they, the guitar player couldn't sing. The drummer was too drunk. He was puking in a bucket next to his drums. And I can't believe I you know, paid for that. I want my money back. Like that's the utmost in disrespect, you know, you could possibly do for your fans. You got to go up there and you have to approach it like, you know, because a lot of people, uh, especially in other countries, I mean, there's, you know, South America, I've talked to, to fans, Mexico, where they're like freaking out and, and you start talking to them. They're like, you know, they, they go to one or two shows a year. That's all they can afford. So they had to pick between, am I going to see less than Jake, the offspring rise against or descendants this year? I get to pick two, you know, I really have to, I've never seen offspring. They're, they're my favorite band. I got to see them. I never seen less than Jake. I need to see them. And that's what they pick, you know? And, and that's, so who the hell am I to go there? The one show that they picked or, or wherever it is, you're in, in, in Scotland and someone drove or took the train four hours to come see you play. They've been waiting for this for months. You know, they spent 30 quid on a ticket and they get there and you're a complete shit show. That's lame. Yeah. It's, it's super similar in New Zealand because we, we would get bands like every four years, like every album cycle, you would see someone, you know, Metallica will come twice a decade or whatever. So it's, it's slightly, um, I don't want to say easier in terms of like having to choose which ones you're going to see. Cause it's kind of chosen for you, but you definitely yeah. have that like sort of momentum, right? Like you well, go into a Metallica show, you want it to be the best night of your life. And the shows over there. And, and as you know, in Australia, New Zealand and Japan, because you guys are on the opposite side from the, you know, the Western world of, or say Western world, the, the, you know, Europe and England and, and America where a lot of the bulk of bands are, mm. you know, in those places. So they have to get down, you know, travel, plane, accommodation. So tickets, I mean, first time we went to Japan, we were like, holy shit. Like our tickets were like $60 US, Yeah, you know, where we play $20 in the US. That's how much. So it's three times a ticket, but the fans there, they're that's just they're used to it because they know that's what it costs to get there. Yeah. When I moved up here, I couldn't get my head around how cheap tickets were for like because it's you know so much cheaper to get here. And we were talking sort of similar around 70, maybe 60 bucks US to get to go to a show. And you're like, you get used to it, right? But then you go somewhere where they don't pay that and you're like, holy fuck, live music is cheap. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. You know, you get, you get spoiled. Um, 
you know, a lot of people uh, that I've known help. I, I've known friends of mine from Japan that they'll fly to the States. Okay. Mm-hmm. They'll plan a vacation around Las Vegas and, and, and Southern California and Seattle, let's say, and they will have friends in those places. So they're, they're saving on hotels. So they find a cheap flight and they come over and then the tickets to the shows are like 20 bucks a piece. So they come over here and they end up spending less seeing five shows than they would if they would have stayed in Japan and seen those five shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The economics are a bit weird. I want to ask you one more thing before I let you go. Um, and that's sort of like, cause I, you got kind of grown up on the road, like grown up touring and that sort of thing is that, and I know that it's what you're used to, but is there a sense of like, that being a weird sort of way to, to spend your life compared to, I guess what, cause now that obviously you're a dad, right? So you hang out with other, I was going to say you hang out with other dads. That's fucking presumptuous, <laughs> but I'm guessing I, like your I, kids I, friends I don't, don't have, you know? Yeah. Well, my kids are really young still. So my son's yeah. four. Well, my son's four. They're not in school yet. So they go to preschool, but um, you know, not, not too much, you know, hanging out like at the baseball games or the footy games with the other dads and stuff yet that that'll probably happen but uh no you know it's only weird if i think about it yeah and when i think about it of course it's weird but it's been my life for so long that you know i've spent as much life much of my time away from normalcy away from home what what is normal you know getting up at eight in the morning going to work coming home having dinner watching telly going to bed you know that cycle my life's been away from, from that. It's been airports, buses, you know, uh, trains, uh, hotels, you know, suitcases here, go there. So, uh, missing birthdays, missing weddings, missing funerals, missing, you know, just life back home that other people are experiencing that you can never get back those milestones, you know, um, I had, not that I really care, and especially today now with social media, you know what everyone's doing anyway, uh, ad nauseum to the point where you don't want to know what they're doing. Yeah. But uh, uh, I've never went to a high school uh, reunion, both, mm-hmm. high, both my high school reunions uh, that, that passed, I was on the road. I mm-hmm. couldn't go. So all these little things. So if you analyze it from that perspective, yeah, it's weird. But from the way I've done it, no. You know, I've never in 28 years unpacked a toiletry bag mm-hmm. but i've never come home and taken my toothbrush and my toothpaste and my shit and put it on the counter it's always in a toiletry bag <laughs> like and and my I had, an, I had an ex that used to freak out she's like can't you just come home and like live normal and like put your shit up put your toothpaste? <laughs> like no because i've had times where like hey dude i know this is fucked up but we just got a gig and you have to leave now what are you talking about? I booked a flight at six o'clock. We have to go. We have to go do this video, whatever. It's like, okay, grab the bathroom bag, throw it in a, throw it in a bag and, and, and go, you know? So it's only so weird it, if you think about it. Is it finally on the counter now? Is it, or is the toothbrush still in the bag? It's still in the bag. I don't, at this Amazing. point, at this point, if the band broke up or if I knew I was never touring again, the toothbrush is never going on the counter. It's, it's in the bag. It's, it's just, it, it's just the way it is. Dude, I fucking love that. Thank you so much for coming to hang out. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. You too, dude. See you soon. Bye. That was my chat with Chris Demackis from Less Than Jake here on the Modern Punk Podcast. That guy is an absolute legend. As promised, here is the new track, Anytime, Anywhere, from the band's new record called Silver Linings, which is going to be out on the 11th of December.
If you like this episode, make sure you hit subscribe. Hit like, tell a friend, hell, tell a less than Jake fan. This is Anytime, Anywhere by Less Than Jake. You're on the More Than Punk podcast.